The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, September 18th edition. We have a seven game slate on tap, but most importantly, I hope you guys had a good weekend, enjoyed your football, and whatever else you took part in. As we have a couple more weeks of uh, regular season MLB, and then we are into the playoffs and almost football, basketball only from then on out. So, not much going on there. We got one more. You know, FedEx Cup playoff golf match, and a couple weeks off, we got some golf in the playoff, or I call NASCAR in the playoffs. All this stuff going on, but let's get into your baseball, your seven game slate, rather ugly slate. Your totals: Red Sox, Orioles, nine and a half; Dodgers, Phillies, seven and a half; Brewers, Pirates, eight and a half; Twins, Yankees, nine; Mets, Marlins, eight and a half; A's, Tigers, ten; and D-backs, Padres, eight and a half. We have one guy in the five-digit range tonight, and his name is Clayton Kershaw. Thirteen thousand seven hundred bucks at the Philadelphia Phillies, going to a nice pitcher or hitter's ballpark. He has not faced Philadelphia yet this year. He's coming off six innings, eight hits, one earned on a on a home run, six Ks, twenty-two point one points at the Gigantes. Uh, he struggled on at home of late since his hiccups on the road, twenty-two one thirty point three. 29 his last three road starts so he's done well in that department 40.8 really really good at home facing a phillies team that we know can strike out quite a bit when it comes to the tune of 21 percent of the time versus lefties kershaw's 31 percent strikeout rate everything's really good about kershaw except the inconsistencies of late he's been great on the road at home has been a disaster of late phillies by far and away at the lowest total lefties at 316 righties 228 off kershaw which is pretty entertaining to see that reverse split take place uh, Phillies have a ton of power versus lefties, an ISO of 170, which is outstanding, but the Wobo of 305 is dreadful. It's kind of a pick your poison. Do you want to fade Kershaw? Do you think he can make meet the $13,700 price tag? That's a very, very, very steep price tag um, to attack at that level. If you want to use him, he's got 25-plus point upside, no doubt about it. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised there's a hiccup. He's not going deep into games. As I said, he went six innings his last time out. You're looking at pitch counts of uh, 91, 86, 70 in his last three starts. So something to keep since he's come off the DL, 
It's been, yeah, 70, 86, 91. Maybe they've stretched him out to 100 today. Maybe he goes to seven innings for you and becomes the value he, he's, he deserves to be and usually is. It's tough to tell. That's a steep tab where you need 25-plus, no doubt about it. So that's Kershaw up top by himself. Uh, Santana's the other 5K guy, or five-digit guy, but I'm not using him at Yankee Stadium. He doesn't strike out a lot of guys. They do strike out a lot, so he could find that. But I, I just don't like the matchup in that ballpark against that team with that lineup that is heating up nicely. Um, he's coming off a good start against San Diego, but struggled mightily outside of that the last three or four starts. So Kershaw is alone in the five-digit department for me. Now we drop down, and my top guy is Pat Corbin at 9600 bucks at the San Diego Padres. We know a couple starts ago the Padres got him in Arizona for minus 8.7 points. Outside of that, he's been outstanding. He bounced back nicely his last start at home against Colorado for 27.4 points. He has been a double-digit machine, and he's uh, he's averaging 15.6 points a year against the Padres. But if you take out that last start of four and a third and eight earned runs, we have a good old 18 and two-thirds, seven earned with, uh, let's see if I can do the math for you real quick, three, 25 strikeouts. So he's been very, very good against them besides that one hiccup. Good pitchers, ballpark, and Petco. Uh, we have a Padres team that strikes out over 25% of the time versus lefties. Lots to like here. 50% ground ball rate for Corbin. They have a 399 total. Lefties 292, righties 350. They also have some decent power versus lefties in Iceville 154. It's not a 170, but 154 is not bad. But it's uh, their Woba is dreadful at 291. It's pretty much all or nothing. When it comes to the Padres versus lefties. So Corbin at 96 will be in play for me. Should be chalky unless people decide to go to Kershaw. And then a nice, if you want to pivot off of Corbin for low ownership but take the GPP risk, extreme risk, you go Dylan Bundy at 9100 bucks at home against the Boston Red Sox. Dylan Bundy is outstanding. He has really figured it out coming off a 23.9 point performance at Toronto. Nice bounce back. After that dreadful outing against the Yankees, which I said avoid after his complete game shutout, where he threw 116 pitches. He threw 89 his last start out in six innings, one earned eight Ks against Toronto in Toronto for 23.9 points. The last time he faced Boston, I don't even have that here. That's weird. Not even on here. But on the year, 25 and a third innings, seven earned 12 Ks. Boston's not a big strikeout team. They are striking out a little more the last like, month to two months. But they strike out about 20% of the time, so it is going up because it was down in the 18s and 19s a lot of the year. So that's going up. they got Bundy striking out close to 22, swinging strike rate through the roof. Still is a big fly ball guy, and that's not good in Baltimore in that hot, hot ballpark. But I didn't give you the weather update because there's a couple places with like 15% or below chances of rain. Most places have the wind blowing in below 10 miles an hour. So you just got to check. There's really nothing that's major factor at the moment. Could change, obviously, but nothing insane. Uh, Boston's got a 472 total just above the halfway mark tonight. Lefty's 324, righty's 295. It's a very, very intriguing matchup. Bundy could throw a gym, could get beat up because the Red Sox can hit, obviously. But we saw, we've seen them go there with their ups and downs. And you got a guy at Bundy's caliber, makes for an interesting GPP angle if you want to take the risk. And on this seven game slate, might be worth taking the risk. Talking about another risk, you got Doug Fister at 8400 bucks at Baltimore. Just got beat up against the A's, 0.8 points. Prior to that, was outstanding. A few starts back at home against Baltimore, 7 innings, 5 hits, 2 earned, 7 strikeouts for 21.6 DraftKings points. We know Baltimore will strike out a lot. They strike out to the clip of 22% of the time. Fister striking out about 21%. Ground ball rate over 50%. 
so good things in Fister's th- uh, column. You just know lefties can hit him well. Lefty's 345, righty's only 231. We know Baltimore's a light ballpark. We know the Orioles are a very productive ball club. Just depends on which Orioles show up. So Fister, another risky play, down to 8,400 if you decide to go that route. The upside's there. The scary part is as well. And last but not least, in this area, you got Doug Straley at 7500 bucks at home against the New York Mets. Again, these are bad pitchers because the slate is horrible. It's just going to get worse as we go, trust me. Straley's been frustrating. Negative 0.9 at Philly. 5.3 at Atlanta. 8.7 at home against Philly. But uh, on the year, he's averaging 15.3 a game and two starts against the Mets, 9Ks and 10 and a third. Averaging about 15 points a game at home. He's been better at home than on the road. When you look at Straley, the Mets strike out about 20% of the time. He strikes out about almost 22. Fly ball guy as well, but he's in a nice ballpark in Miami to pitch in. Great pitching ballpark. And the Mets have the second lowest total at 3.9. Lefty's 296, righty's 340. Um, the Mets are hitting better of late. Woe was at, at 324 versus righties with an ISO of 188. A lot of that was prior to all their trades, but still Dom Smith's heating up and Dribble Cabrera swinging it well. There are some lefties in that lineup that are doing well, but they also have a lot of righties that Straley can feast on. Or actually, righties hit better than lefties, as I mentioned, but they have a lot of righties that aren't like top-tier righties. So it's an interesting play on a slate like tonight. He definitely comes in play. Not the most ideal play, but Straley at 75 versus the Mets. You're getting a discount price. We've seen him much higher than that against a team that you know he can shut down um, at times. So in this range, you got Corbin 1, Bundy 2, Straley 3, Fister 4. Drop down below this range. Now it just gets, how, what gamble do you want to pick? Put three names on a board and just throw a dart. It's up to you. But Buck Farmer at 5,500. He's very frustrating, but 10.8, 15.1, minus 1.5, 12.6, his last three of his last four starts. But all those good starts were on the road. At home, he has scuffled mightily. In four home starts, he's averaging three fantasy points on the road, 18.9. I wanted to mention him because he's, he's 5,500 against the Oakland A's, who have the highest total of 5.01. But lefty's 307, righty's 365. They have an insane Wolba and ISO. The A's are crushing the baseball. But they strike out 24.5% of the time. That's the biggest thing for me. And Buck Farmer strikes out 22.6%. Big fly ball guy, low hard contact guy. Just pick your poison. The biggest thing is he can give up a couple homers, just limit the damage to solos if he can. Because even in Philadelphia, you saw the A's were hitting homers, but they only scored two or three runs some of those games in a great ballpark. Now you go to Comerica, massive shift in, in hitter disadvantage. Big advantage of the pitching. Uh, so the strikeouts are there. Good ballpark to pitch in. Makes for an interesting play with Farmer at 55. Would, could you see him getting shelled? Yes. Could you see him show, throwing five, six, seven good innings? Yes. Look at Matt Boyd yesterday. Nearly threw a no-no against the White Sox team. It's been white hot, especially against left-handed pitching. Couldn't get it done. So Farmer at 55 against the A's is an option. Brent Suter at 54 on the road at Pittsburgh. Nice park shift from Milwaukee to Pittsburgh for Suter. Uh, he got pulled early because of weather, I believe. I don't know why he got pulled early. Three innings, two earned, three Ks, only 50 pitches. Maybe they're keeping his pitch down. That didn't didn't seem right. He's been pitching deep into games. Might have to look some more into this. Um, oh no, he left with an injury. That's right. That's right. Because he came he came in on short short work, so he only got three innings in. But uh, overall, he's been pretty darn good. Coming from the left side, Pittsburgh does have some talent from that angle. Um, he's given it four and seven and two thirds against the Pirates this year with five Ks. Uh, 
You have a 20.4% K rate for the Pirates versus lefty. Suter up to 20%. Ground ball rate's very, very good. Low hard contact. Pirates have the fifth lowest total on the slate at 424. Lefty's 260. Righty's 321. You know, McCutcheon, Marte, um, Luplo, Moroff. There are uh, Diaz behind the dish. There's options there, but did any of those names outside of maybe McCutcheon and Marte like thoroughly scare you? There's options. You know, Mercer and Freeze, but they don't thoroughly scare you. So for a punt at 54, Suter makes for an intriguing play, to say the most. And Luis Perdomo, 5,300 at home against the D-backs. D-backs much worse on the road than at home. We say that over and over again. His last start out against the D-backs at Arizona, 11.3 runs or points, 306 innings, 4Ks. His prior two home starts against St. Louis and San Francisco, 14-9, 16-1, averaging 12 points a game at home, which will take for 5,300. Not the biggest strikeout guy, but you have a uh, Arizona team with the four-five-one total. Lefties and righties both get it Perdomo, but they strike out twenty-three point five percent of the time. He's not a big strikeout guy, but that does help. The big thing is he's a sixty-three percent ground ball rate guy in a nice ballpark in Petco for fifty-three hundred. Gives you an upper hand that you know limit the damage again. Get a few Ks, go five or six. You have a, a chance. These 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 punts aren't great. But these are your best upside punts in this below 6K range. So you got Suter 1 at 5,400 uh, at Pitt, Farmer 5,500 versus Oakland, and Perdomo 53 versus Arizona. Recapping your pitching, Kershaw alone at the top. In the middle, you got Corbin, Bundy, Straley, Fister, and down below, Suter, Farmer, Perdomo. Let's get into your bats on this seven game slate at the catcher's position. Yeah, Gary Sanchez is always worth a look at 49. But Santana's a good pitcher, so don't go too, too crazy there. But as you slide down, it gets interesting. Um, it's not the greatest to slate. Like a Garver at 34 versus Jaime Garcia, I don't hate. Even a, a Jason Castro versus Jaime, I don't hate. Twins have a 412 total. Lefties 282, righties 335 versus Garcia. So keep an eye on those. But. You know, you got to slide down to guys like Dan Arnold, 33 versus Straley. Give that a look. Chris Jimenez, 3,100 versus Garcia from Minnesota if he makes a start. But then you go to a guy like Stephen Vogt, 3,100 versus Pittsburgh and Jamison Tyon. Uh, Milwaukee's 426 total. Lefty's 376. Righty's 324 off Tyon. Makes a guy like Vogt at 31 very, very much in play in this matchup. Austin Hedges, 3,100 versus Corbin if you're fading Corbin. Uh, lefties 292, righties 350. So hedges at 31 could be in play for you as well. Most of our value catchers are up top, which is crazy. But Elias Diaz, 2900 versus Suter, definitely worth the value look there. A guy like Chris Herman, if he catches for Arizona, just makes the lineup. He's catcher outfield eligible. He's 2800 versus uh, Perdomo. Something to keep him keep in mind. A guy like Bruce Maxwell is down to 2700 versus Buck Farmer. You know I like that quite a bit. We love our our Brucey boy. That's a good one right there. Other than that, it's pretty, pretty bleak. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing a whole lot else down here. Maybe a Caleb Joseph at 23 versus uh, Fister as just an ultimate punt. We don't want lefties versus Fister instead of righties, but for 2300 it's a massive, massive punt in that matchup to get some bats elsewhere. First base, Goldie at 55 is not bad, but Cody Bellinger at 51 in Philadelphia I like a ton. Lefties... Um, I believe it's righties hit uh, 
Righties hit at 414 against Pavetta. Lefties 319. Bellinger at 51. Definitely in play. Matt Olson at 47 versus Farmers in play. Olson is just insane. 12.8 points on average his last 10. He's homered in all three games in Philly. The guy's just fuego. So 4,700 versus Farmer, definitely worth the look. Reese Hoskins at 45 if you want to be contrarian. But then you go down to a guy like Justin Bohr at 44 versus Matt Harvey. I absolutely love. I wish it was in a different ballpark. But Bohr at 44, big boy play there. You go down some more. A guy like Ryan Healy at 38, first base, third base versus Farmer is in play. Other than that, this is rough. Rough night, seven-game slate, not good. Not good at all. Matt Holiday at 3,300 versus Jaime Garcia. I do like that a lot. Matt Holiday does hit lefties very, very well. Um, uh, Where is that? I know he says Nervin Santana. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Ignore that thought. But Dominic Smith, 3,300 versus Dan Straley. I do like that quite a bit. He's heating up and swinging a very, very good bat. Chris Davis for Baltimore. Mr. Inconsistently, what the heck are you doing? He's only 3K versus Fister. Nice left-handed option there if you need to go that route. Other than that, check your lineups for your value. Second base, Dozier versus Garcia. We love that at 5K. We know Dozier versus a lefty. Um, yeah, D. Gordon versus Matt Harvey at 42. I do like that a lot. Jed Lowry at 4K. Swing a very, very good bat versus Buck Farmer. 14 more points because of a homer yesterday. He's averaging 9.3 his last 10. Lowry playing really, really good baseball at 4K. You could do much worse than that. Uh, Jarrell Cotton for Oakland, he's so hit and miss, but a lot more misses than hits. So if you want to roll the dice like an Ian Kinsler at 39, I can totally get behind that. As Drupal Cabrera is 3,800 versus Dan Strait, as Drupal on fire of late. So keep him on your radar. Neil Walker, 37 as well. He's worth a look in his matchup. Farther down you go. A guy like Johnny VR, if he cracks the lineup at 3,400 versus Tyon, that's a nice little piece of savings there. Uh, Chase Utley at 2,800 bucks. I keep mentioning him. He's not like he doesn't do it every game, but he had 14 more points in his last game, which was Saturday. His last few games, he's played 14, 9, and 14. The guy can hit. He's still good. 2,800 bucks against. Uh, he's making a return trip to Philly back home, where he was an icon. So Utley at 2,800 bucks has a lot going for him tonight versus Pavetta. Other than that, we have to check your lineups and see what brings you value tonight. Third base position. Machado at 48 is not bad. Uh, Justin Turner versus Prevetta at 44 in that ballpark's outstanding. Like that a lot. Jose Reyes is on fire. Third base shortstop eligible versus Straley. He had 14 more points yesterday. He's averaging 12.4 his last 10, 14, 2, 16, 19, 5, 19, 2, 37, 10. Guy is hitting it, and he's stealing bases. He's doing it all. So Reyes at 4,400 versus Straley. Travis Shaw at 43 versus Ty. Another nice lefty to use there. He had 19 points yesterday. He's averaging uh, 9.6 his last 10. He had 19 and 16 in his last two ball games. Maybe he's heating up for you there. Again, Paul Park shift sucks, but he's there. A guy like Jake Lamb at 41 versus Perdomo does have some extreme upside. Lamb's been uh, pretty quiet of late, though. Averaging 3.7 his last 10, hitting up buck 35 his last 10 games. So, you know, he's definitely slumping, but it's a good matchup versus Perdomo if you choose to fade it. But I might look elsewhere like a, a Healy at 38, get Eduardo Escobar switch hitting at 4K. Um, even a guy like Todd Frazier who's heating up at 4000 bucks versus the lefty Jaime Garcia. He's averaging 11.1 his last 10. He had two points yesterday, but prior to that, a 20, a 27, an 11, a 2, an 18, 6, 7, 16. That's big for Frazier who's been massively slumping. So you get Frazier at 4K versus Jaime. That is in play. 
Dietrich at 38 versus Straley. Another nice cheaper option there. He's swinging a good bat. A guy that's been swinging a really, really good bat. It really doesn't matter if it's a lefty, righty, who it is. He's averaging 11.9 in his last 10 games. He had 25 more points yesterday. Nick Castellanos, and he's only 3,600 versus Jarrell Cotton. That is a phenomenal spot for him because Cotton, like I said, he has his bright spots from time to time, but as a whole, he has struggled. The Tigers are priced down, and they have the second-highest total behind the A's. The A's have 501 versus Farmer, which makes sense. But the Tigers have a 499 against Jarrell Cotton. Lefty's 359, righty's 357. So Castellanos at 3,600 bucks, very, very much in play. Good value at that position. You go down farther, and it's pretty damn bleak, as you'd expect. Like a Sean Rodriguez at 3,100 versus the lefty suitor. That's worth the look. We know Sean does hit lefties. Say, and he's third base outfield. You got David Freese at 3,100. But then my, Matt Chapman, 3K versus Farmer. This is a very good spot for Matt Chapman. We mentioned the splits with Farmer. Lefties hit uh, 307. Righties, 365. So Chapman is in play at 3K and other values. Third base has some value for you. We haven't seen many other positions outside of Utley at second, really. Maybe Maxwell at catcher. So you got that to keep an eye on. Uh, the farther down you go, you keep an eye on a guy like uh, Miguel Andujar. He's a big prospect for the Yankees. Right-handed bat. He had some, a little bit of pop in the minors. Hit 317 in AAA with nine homers and 30 RBIs in a short time there. Um he has played and he made one start earlier this year. He was three for four, the double. He's only pinched hit once since he's come back. But he's 2,800 bucks, right-handed bat with some pop against Jaime Garcia. If he cracks the lineup, that's some good value to get in that Yankees lineup with the third highest total at 488. Um, or no, he's facing Irvin Santana. He's screwing that up. I'm an idiot. Still an interesting spot for him and value at 2,800 bucks. We've affirmed versus the lefty, though. Please forget everything I said. It is Monday. Forgive me. Other than that, not too much down here. Maybe uh, uh, Brian Anderson of the Marlins cracks the lineup at 26 versus Harvey. I still like Dietrich more, but as a value, it's definitely there. Shortstop, got DD versus Santana. I do like at 48, but Jose Reyes at 44 is still outstanding. Uh, Seager at 43 versus Pavetta. He might be heating up a bit. Uh, a 5 and a 3 his last two games, but then an 18 and a 9, a 4, and a 16. So maybe he's starting to get it. 43 versus Pavetta in that ballpark is not bad at all. You guys like Marcus Simeon at 39. He's definitely in play versus Farmer. Uh, the farther down we look, a uh, Jorge Polanco switch hitting at 3,800 versus Jaime Garcia. I do like that quite a bit. He's cooled down a little, but we knew that wasn't going to be sustainable for him. As Drew Cabrera at 38 talked about him. He's definitely in a very, very nice spot. Ahmed Rosario swinging it better. It is a righty-righty matchup, but righties do hit straightly better than lefties. He's averaging 7.2 his last 10, 12 points yesterday. 12, 0, 10, 18, 8, 7 in his last few games. He's 3,400 versus straightly, so maybe he's starting to figure it out like Moncada is for the White Sox. Chad Pender does have some power upside outfield shortstop at 3,200. I'd probably look elsewhere, but he's definitely there if you need him. Other than that, you see what lineups come out. There'll be some value, like Max Moros, 2,600 versus Suter. Um, yeah, there, there are a bunch of names out here. Wouldn't be surprised if they came in, but nothing just like you have to run out and play. So we'll check that out. Head of the outfield, you got J.D. Martinez went deep again yesterday. Six homers his last 10, 19 points yesterday, averaging 15.2 his last 10. First Perdomo at 56, he's worth a play. Giancarlo at 53 versus Harvey's very much in play. Bellinger at 51, told you I did like that a lot. 
Uh, you got Benintendi at 49 versus Bundy if you want to be different there. Eddie Rosario, 4,800 versus Jaime. Rosario double-donged yesterday. He's been actually hitting lefties pretty well of late, averaging 14.6 his last 10 with six home runs. So he'd be a nice contrarian play because most would avoid him at 4,800. But then Matt Olson at 47, absolutely love that play. Ozuna at 47 versus Harvey's in play. Buxton at 46 versus Jaime Garcia, not bad also. Farther down you go, you got guys like Hoskins as a punt versus Kershaw. But Matt Joyce versus Farmer. Joyce always gets overlooked. He's averaging 8.3 his last 10. Nine points yesterday. 9-0 and 16. He's been hitting with some power. 4,400 is in play. Chris, uh, Christian Yellick at 43 versus Harvey. Yes, just attack Harvey as often as you can. Uh, lefty's 391. Righty's 317. Marlins with a 4.6 total. Ryan Braun has heated up. We like him more versus lefties than righties, but he's 4,100. Not bad. Yasiel Puig has been fired. He's 4,100 versus Pavetta. Definitely in play. Most people just look for lefties versus Puig. He's doing it against everybody right now. And, again, righties hit uh, Pavetta better than lefties. They have both hit him well, but righties like a four-something clip. Mikey Motzek, 4K versus uh, Cotton. Interesting play there. Motzek went deep yesterday. 18 and 10 his last two. He's 4K. You want a piece of the highest scoring game on the board. Other than that, you scroll down some more. You got guys like Robbie Grossman at 3,700 versus Garcia as a punt. Uh, Adam, uh, Andrew McCutcheon's only 37 versus Suter. That's very much in play. Very good price tag right there. Uh, Manny Margot, a right-handed bat at 37 versus Corbin. If you feel like fading, I'm not running to play that, but it's there. Aaron Althair, I know it's Kershaw. He loves his lefty, so if you want to be contrarian, Althair at 36 could be an intriguing play. I have no problem fading Kershaw the way he's been pitching of late. Plus, you'll get a lot of Dodgers bullpen potentially. But if the real Kershaw shows up, don't be surprised if it's a shutdown. It's just one of those pick your poison, go to battle, but understand if things don't go your direction. Nori Aoki's playing a little better. Lays 3,500 as a punt versus Straley. I wouldn't run to play that, but he's there. Boog Pallet, 34, I do like quite a bit. You can get a value on Jackie Bradley Jr. at 34 versus uh, Bundy. The farther down you go, a guy like Nemo for the Mets. He's swinging a really good bat of late, averaging 8.5 his last 10. He's 3,400, hitting in the middle of that order. Like Nemo and uh, Dominic Smith together is a good little one-two punch. He's 3,400 versus Straley. Don't mind that either. Mentioned Pender at 32, Sean Rodriguez at 31. Luplo for Pittsburgh at 31 is not a bad punt play in that matchup. As we go down below the 3Ks, you got guys like Tyler Collins at 2,900 left-handed bat versus Cotton for Detroit. Don't hate that as a punt if you need it. You might not need it today if you don't go Kershaw. Something to think about there. Again, Chris Herman at 2,800 bucks if he cracks the lineup for Arizona. Other than that, you have to check lineups because nothing's really standing out from here. So check your lineups, see what options come out there. Recapping your pitching, you got Kershaw by himself up top. You got Corbin, Bundy, Straley, Fister in the middle, and your punts: Suter, Farmer, Perdomo, in whatever order you want down there. Suter's probably my top. It's just you got to make sure he goes the innings, and that's a question mark at the moment. We'll have to see what comes out throughout the day. Your BVP: Greg Bird, two for three with two dollars off Santana. Matt Holiday, who I do like. I liked him more versus the lefty when I thought it was Garcia, but still 5 for 12, two doubles and two homers off Santana. Todd Frazier's taking him deep twice. Brett Gardner, 9 for 28, three doubles. Ellsbury's taking him deep as well. Uh, Pedro Alvarez, 6 for 10 with two homers off Fister. He's 
below 3K if he cracks the lineup. Yeah, Manny Machado, 4 for 11, 2 homers. Chris Davis, 6 for 18, 2 homers. Seth Smith's taking him deep tight twice. Keith Wellington's taking him deep. Adam Jones, 7 for 22 with a double. Um, the Red Sox, Bogart, 7 for 22 doubles and a homer. Bradley Jr., 5 for 15 with a homer. Betts, 5 for 20 with a homer. Hanram's taking him deep all against Bundy. Uh, we go down to some BVP that matters. Hernan Perez, 5 for 11 with three home runs. Lifetime versus Tyani. Get Perez for, I think, around 3,900. He's third base outfield eligible. D. Gordon, 6 for 13 against Harvey. Marcelo Zuna, 7 for 20 with a double and a triple. Riamuto, 6 for 15. The farther down you go, Will Myers, 8 for 17. Two doubles and a homer off Corbin. Jabari Blash is taking him deep. Hector Sanchez, 7 for 11. Ibar, 5 for 11. Salarte, 6 for 14. And then Goldschmidt, 8 for 17, 3 homers off Perdomo. J.D. Martinez, 2 for 6, 2 homers. Peralta, 5 for 8. Lamb, 5 for 16, a double, triple, and 2 homers. Herman, Drury, both taking it deep as well. There's your BVP, and there are your quick hits. Your 7-game Monday slate. Not too much to go running home and get excited about, but we do have a big week ahead. Your last FedEx Cup event, the Players' Championship. We'll have it around the base with Bubba and Mo. Uh, recording a bench with Bubba tonight. Took a week off with some other stuff we had going on. So bench with Bubba's back tonight. We're going to talk about uh, some more prospects with Mr. Lipschitz of um, Rotoball or Razball. Sorry, Razball. So he'll be on. We'll have uh, you know NFL DFS two point conversion and tons of NFL content from the usual suspects. Another UFC again this weekend. We'll have Doc back with his college football. Tons going on. TheSportsDGens.com at TheSportsDGens. But get this in. Hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick with your questions on an ugly slate. If you don't want to go heavy, don't go heavy. Wait. We still have a few more days to go. we got Monday Night Football to watch tonight. Not the best games. Lions at the Giants. But hit me up if you have any questions. But follow us on Twitter. And good luck with your seven-game slate. This is MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, September 18th edition. I'm out. <laughs>